Welcome to another edition of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker, coming to you on Friday. It's finally Friday for everyone you know who's been dragging through the work week and uh, get to look forward to a nice weekend of hockey. Uh, the Lightning will be facing the Boston Bruins tomorrow in Boston. But right before we get into that, let's talk about last night's game. Uh in my other episodes, I discussed how the Lightning have been playing very well lately. They've been trending in the right direction, and that's something you always want to see from a team that was struggling uh, to a certain degree. You know, the Lightning were on a four-game four, four game losing streak, of course, after racking up 11 in a row, and it seemed like they they kind of they, they didn't only come down to, to earth, but they, they hit earth real hard after uh, flying high for about a month or so. And... Um, yeah, I, you know, it's definitely hard to get up back on the right track for a team like this, especially when one of your best players and one of your leaders uh, happens to, kind of, you know, obviously go out. And that's, you know, I'm referring to Steven Stamkos, who will be missing the remainder of the season going forward and possibly maybe uh, the first couple of games of their first playoff series in April. So uh, hopefully he gets back sooner than later. They, Like I said a couple of shows ago that he will be missing about, I want to say six to eight weeks. They, but there's reports saying that he could be back sooner about uh, four to six. So let's hopefully he, you know, everything goes well in rehab. There's no setbacks as well as hopefully, you know, uh, they don't rush him back too quickly. You know, you definitely want to have him at a hundred percent once he gets back. So we're going to jump right into it. Obviously, you know, uh, yeah, the lightning won four, nothing last night. I thought they played, very well all-around game. They played very physical. Uh, there was two fights in that game. Um, both of them were instigated by the Canadians, though. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you have to – You have to. that was kind of something I went into my last episode. You know, I wanted to see this team be a lot tougher, kind of stand up for themselves in a way. Um, you know, I, that doesn't mean I want them to go out there every game and fight, you know, the toughest guy on the team. That's not what I'm saying because – Let's face it, uh, you know, they don't, the Lightning don't really have a lot of tough guys on their team. And I'm not saying, like, these guys aren't tough. I'm just saying they don't have a lot of guys who would normally go out there and, you know, go uh, go into a scrap with other players on the other team. You know, you have players like Barkley Goudreau, uh, Zach Bogosian, Pat Maroon, just to name a few guys that you would – maybe if, if a player on the Lightning were to drop the gloves, you would expect maybe uh, players like that too, maybe Victor Hedman even – but, yeah, you really don't want to see guys like Yanni Gord or Alex Klorn or, you know, some of your some of your, uh, some of of your your forwards like Cedric Paget. Guys like that you don't really want to see fight just because, guys, especially like Yanni Gord, he's, you know, undersized compared to a lot of uh, the other players in the NHL. So you definitely don't want to see him getting into a scrap because there's always the potential for injury. So, yeah, they came uh, – the Lightning, the one thing that they've been consistent with – throughout the whole season, which especially lately is that they've been the first to strike on the score sheet and they don't only are the first, but they do it very early, you know, 49 seconds into the first, the headman goal. And, you know, this was, they did everything right on the play. They took advantage of all the space that the Canadians were giving them throughout this game. And this, this kind of was a theme throughout the game where, yeah, there were certain times where the Canadians kind of had a surge and they were just, locking down and standing up the forwards when they were trying to rush and or maybe just breaking up the scoring chances um, that the Lightning had 
at certain points in the game. But for the most part, the Lightning did what they wanted throughout this game. And, you know, uh, even though he gave up four goals, I thought Carey Price played a very good game. Um, this could have easily been maybe a six-goal game for the Lightning if they would have had maybe like a, a Steven Stamkos with them on the ice. But, yeah, uh, it's good to see Hedman kind of break out his slump. Uh, that was his first goal since December. And he'll he'll net another one later in the game. We'll get into that because, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk into that. That was a little bit of a milestone later for uh, the assist man, Shattenkirk. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, that was it's good to see players, especially when you have one of your top goal scorers in Steven Stamkos um, out for the rest of the season. It's good to see contributions from other guys uh, in this game. And then, obviously, a little, little later on in the period, Alex Kalorn with the wrist there, you know, his 25th goal of the season, absolutely having an incredible year. Uh, I think I talk about him and the assist man on this on this goal, Anthony Sorelli, almost every show, and that's not only because I like how they play. It's just they always, those two especially, always seem to have a effect on the game, and they're always somehow involved in every scoring play or scoring chance. So hopefully that keeps up going forward. Um, I would like to see... Kalorin obviously hit the 30-goal mark before the season is over. I think if he keeps playing the same way, he will. And just the Anthony Sorelli, I think, you know, he's one of those guys where he could, you know, steal the puck, force a turnover, whatever he may be, collect a loose puck along the boards. And he did it on this one where he forced the turnover to stop the odd man rush and set up the scoring chance for Kalorin. And I think that going forward, that's something that Sorelli will need to continue to do just because he's doing, you know, that that creates a lot of scoring chances. And you got to you got to find chances and create chances for your team uh, to score goals, especially when you have, you know, one of your top uh, points getters uh, out of the lineup for an extended period of time. So then in the second period, Nikita Kucherov uh, has a one-timer on a great pass from Pat Maroon. Uh, like I said, you know, in my last episode, and I'm going to continue to hit the nail on the head going forward, just because when you have one of your players, um, missing time you it's every man up from that point on um especially when the guy is such a huge part of your attack so yeah uh pat maroon uh doing a great job fighting for the puck along the boards uh and just finding nakucherov with a ton of space in the low slot right in front on the doorstep throws it right in the back of the net on on a nice one-timer and yeah uh just like that the lightning are up Three nothing at that point in the second period. Little yeah, late in the second period, and I want to talk about the scrap at the end of the, the second. Um, Sherratt for the Canadians went at, went after Goudreau uh, along the boards uh, as the, the buzzer sounded, and then I'm not. They didn't really show the camera on the guys after that for a little bit until the scrap between Sergachev and Weber broke out, and I was very confused. Oh, as to why it even started, I don't know if maybe Sergeyev did something that um, Shea Weber took exception to during that little um, that little scrap uh, along the boards with the two teams. But yeah, uh, they fought it out, and even like at the end of that fight, you could tell Sergeyev was looking at Weber like, "What, what are you doing, man? Like, I don't want to fight you." And Sergeyev isn't really a guy who fights often. You know, this is only his second fight all year. Um, but he did help hold his own. He didn't back down. There was, if, if you do look at the replay of that fight, I'm sure you could find it on the, what, on the internet somewhere. Of course there was, <laughs> there was a time in that fight where Shea Weber just cocks back. And if he landed that on Mikhail Sergachev, Oh, that would have been bad news for Sergachev just because 
the 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 size difference in that fight. Oh man, if if he would have hit, if he would have landed that punch on Sergachev, that would have it could have been a broken bone in Sergachev's eye, you know, or and you don't want to have something like that happen where, or it could even led to a concussion. So, you know, he did a very good job in that. Uh, and yeah, it seemed like um, for the next couple of minutes, uh, Sherrod, you know, he was kind of just frustrated. And of course he is, you know, his team's down three, nothing there. The Canadians aren't having really a good year. They're, they're one of those teams that is expected to come out every year and contend for a cup just because, you know, they just live their long history. You know, a lot of the fans have high expectations for this franchise, which they should. And they're, they're not, you know, they're pretty much out of it by now. But even now, they're the, the team. You could tell they're they're kind of in the fan base. Fan base. They're still holding out hope for for maybe they could string together uh, a nice streak at the end of the season to, uh, you know, make the playoffs, catch one last spot before the season's over. But I don't think that's going to happen. They're just they're about I want to say seven points out of it, but there's about three or four teams in front of them, and so yeah, uh, it's just it just boiled down to frustration. And then Sherrod finally got his fight that he was looking for, and he. Uh, he got a check at the blue line while the while the Canadians were in the attacking zone, and he just jumped jumps Blake Coleman, and I guess him and Coleman were kind of going at it back and forth during the game, and finally Sherratt was like, you know, his game will look like let's go, and even Coleman, um, another time, yeah, Coleman kind of like looked at him after the fight and just was confused as to why he was going after him, but if you look at the replay, Coleman kind of gave him a shot to the head on the on the pass when he had the puck and Shrott took exception, which, you know, it was fine. But the one thing that I could say from these two scraps and especially a lot of, you know, there was, it was a little bit of a chippy game as the game went on. And you could tell that the Canadians were very frustrated with how things were going. Um, every time the, the Habs went at the lightning and tried to be physical and tried to kind of bully them around and try to, the lightning went right back at them, delivering big hits, uh, fighting for the puck along the boards, standing them up in the rushes. So, you know, the, the physicality part that I want to see more of, they're they're definitely doing that. And I want to see them continue that, uh, especially going into tomorrow's game against Boston, because anytime you go into a building like that, like the Garden, uh, against a team like Boston, who's one of the best teams in the in the league, and you're trying to kind of gain some ground on the you, you kind of you got to go in there with that mindset, you know, attack first, be physical, do what you can to kind of put this, take this team off their game plan. So hopefully they continue that tomorrow. I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a little bit. But moving on, a little late, you know, the game's pretty much over by then. Vasilevsky's playing an absolute incredible game behind that. He wasn't challenged too much in this game. Yeah, there was a couple of shots where he had to make con- a little, you know, co- consecutive shots on rebounds. Um, but other than that, he did a very good job. There was a couple of shots I, that stood out to me in the first period that, you know, he uh, there was a scrum in front of the net. And he did he did a very good job, you know, just laying out and, and shutting off any chances that the Canadians had on the rebound to put it back in the net. And, yeah, he, he did a very good job. He didn't – I think he faced about 30, 30 shots in this game. And even though, yeah, 30, you know, anytime you see a goalie have 30, 30 saves in a game, you know, it's, it really goes back to on how the quality of the shots were. And yeah, they did, they did a very good job uh, creating a lot of traffic in front of them and getting rid of the traffic uh, that the Canadians were trying to create in front of Vasilevsky because the problem that the, the Lightning had about maybe a couple of weeks ago that I was, 
you know, I had an issue with was that uh, Vasilevsky, you know, if he could see the shot nine times out of 10, he's going to, he's going to save it. And that's what the story was in this game. I, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of battles that the lightning were losing in front of the net, in front of Vasilevsky, which, and McElhinney as well. There was a couple of games where McElhinney played, McElhinney was in between, in the net and, you know, he, he was having a tough time picking up shots and, I think the Lightning have done a very good job in the past couple of weeks cleaning up that aspect of their game because you never want to see your your the team you're going for um, get bullied in front of the net and you know not not give their 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 goalie who is one of the best goalies in the league by far uh, a chance to even pick up the puck and make the save. So they've done a better job of that and the, look at the results since then. You know they've been doing a better better job uh, to, even though. Canadians aren't really one of the best teams per se in the league. They're obviously at this point in the season pretty much out of the playoff hunt. They're they're still going to be a scrappy team. They're still going to come in with a chip on their shoulder and try and play as aggressive hockey and take it to you. And and it's good to see that the Lightning, you know, didn't didn't let that aggressive play stifle them in their performance tonight. Just because they they can they played the consistent hockey that I've been wanting them, and I'm sure a lot of Lightning fans have wanted to see them play especially uh, down this stretch. And, uh, you know, just having Vasilevsky get that shutout is definitely something that you want to see just because it's going to get a boost, give a boost to the, the old ego, and that's something that you definitely want to see to your goaltender heading into the playoffs is get a couple, maybe he could get a couple more shutouts, maybe kind of get on a roll as the season winds down and have that carry over into the playoffs. All right, so moving on. Uh, now, a little late in the third period, Hedman scores uh, his second goal of the game, which, you know, like I said, it's always good to see contributions coming from players that you normally don't get a lot of offensive contributions from. And Hedman scoring a second goal of the game, that's great. Um, I don't expect him to score a ton more as the season goes on just because, you know, that's not his game. Yeah, like I would like to see guys like Hedman obviously shoot the puck a lot more, uh, you know, get a lot more chances. I want to see Zach Bogosian get a lot more chances because if you if you've been paying attention during the games Zach Bogosian has an absolute rocket of a slap shot when when he lets it fly you know it just seems that though a lot of times on his shots that he he's just not on that and yeah there's a couple of times that I saw especially in his first couple of games where he let it fly and he just beat the goalie and it's just maybe a couple of inches wide of the net or just wide of the crossbar or, or where it could probably know get a deflection off the bar or something and then that so i definitely want to see them try and set up bogosian a little bit more going forward set up guys like headman a lot more to just try and shoot the puck and the good thing the the positive about this goal that i really want to talk about is it was a power play goal and like i said a couple episodes and i kind of kind of beat to death on my on the last episode i believe was that you know that the lightning need to do a lot better on the power play and they 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 did obviously they're not the kind of team who is going to draw a lot of lot of uh, penalties, and so they need to take advantage of them when they do. Just because, you know, I'm not going to talk about Stamkos and how his his absence is a big deal to this team. I'm not because I already have a ton of times in this episode. You got to take advantage of the chances when you have them, and they definitely did on this. So that's a good sign to see. Uh, and shout out to Kevin Shattenkirk getting his 300th career assist on this play. You know, that's a big milestone for Shatty. So congratulations for him. 
and yeah, the Lightning ended up pulling off this game for nothing, and you know, pretty pretty good all around display from the team. Obviously, there's some stuff that they need to clean up going forward. You know, you could always get better no matter what it is uh, or how well you play. And, you know, just some things that stood out to me was at the face-off. They need to do a better job on the face-off, especially in their own zone, because, you know, there may be times, especially late in the game, when you're going to need to uh, score a couple of goals to get back in it. And, you know, obviously it's not part of a winning formula when you're not winning face-off. So they got to do a better of that. Uh, with that with that win against the Habs last night, they took the season series for nothing. So that's that's good. It's good to, you know, kind of get those wins against teams that they definitely should be should be uh, racking up points against. So that's a good sign. Um, going back to the power play a little bit, you know, they, they were one for three on the power play, and they killed three penalties last night, which, you know, you love to see uh, for any hockey fan. When your team is uh, killing three penalties, and the thing that really stood out to me was how they really stifled, you know, the, the opportunities for the Habs. Yeah, the Habs did get a couple of uh, they got a number of chances on even strength that they the, this team needs to kind of clean up on. And I think that once Ryan McDonough returns to the lineup and and eventually Jan Ruda as well, maybe they'll they'll definitely clean up that aspect. But I think with the personnel they have on the ice, uh, they're doing a very good job. So, you know, you got to tip your cap to this entire team with it. And they need to consistently uh, score goals. And the guys who have been helping them out all season, like Alex Kalorin, Anthony Sorelli, uh, they need to keep standing up, uh, need to keep stepping up as well. And obviously Kucherov is going to be Kucherov. Uh, you know, he scored his 32nd goal in this game. So hopefully, you know, I'd like to see him get up towards 40 by the end of the season. I think he'll probably maybe get a little close, probably, I'm going to say 37. Um, but yeah, I just want to see those guys contribute more often and yeah, uh, Blake Coleman, he, he had a couple of moments in this game. Like I, like I stated in my last episodes, he's been playing very well. Um, he's creating a lot of chances. He's getting a lot of chances as well, to score goals. And it just seems like the puck is not taking the right bounce towards his stick or he's just, you know, not getting a clean, clean shot on, on that. And I think that maybe that could be a, uh, contributed to him just you know just trying to do too much trying to be too fine with his shots and, but other than that I thought you know with the new acquisitions so far now you could kind of take a take a breather and kind of look at the last couple of weeks or so since the trade deadline about how 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 this team has improved with the the new guys with Bogosian Coleman and Goudreau I think they're playing a lot better better uh, style of hockey and I think that as long as they contribute to that, once they have those guys who have been injured for quite a while now come come back into the, the lineup, I think they'll be a lot better. And, you know, they'll start, you know, they'll match up a lot better to the Boston Bruins because they, they, you know, if these teams will, will eventually face each other if, obviously, you know, they both move on. And so, yeah, you definitely, I think that's the goal right now is, Get ready for the playoffs. Just, you know, take care of whatever, you know, bad habits or mistakes that this team keeps making. Kind of fine-tune that aspect of their game uh, and just kind of work towards playing against Boston. And because they will, these teams will run into each other. You know, I don't see a scenario unless, you know, a team in the East comes out, beats Boston, where if the Lightning were to move on, that they don't run into the Bruins at some point in the playoffs on in route to the Stanley Cup finals. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll get another test of 
that matchup this this Saturday uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. in Boston. The Lightning will go into that game nine points behind. Um, I think that you know you don't want to press too much on trying to win this division before the season is over. If they kind of string together maybe a couple more wins and a couple of Boston losses before the season's over and it's in reach, yeah, sure, go ahead, go for it. But I think at this point in the season, you're really you're not trying to shoot for the division. You know, if it's like I said, if it's if it's in reach with uh, in the next couple of weeks, yeah, sure, go. Yeah, just rest up for the, the end of the season. Just get ready for the playoffs and uh, rest the guys that you need to rest uh, that are kind of maybe battling some uh, lingering injuries so they could be healthy for the playoffs. So looking towards tomorrow, uh, yeah, this uh, it's going to be a big matchup tomorrow. You know, I uh, see how they stack up. Obviously, you know, these two teams played each other on Tuesday with the Lightning losing that one in a close close game to the Bruins come back into this game and play more physical and yeah you I think you're I think the the last game was kind of a measuring stick to see how these two back up now on Saturday you know the last I think part of the reason why uh the Lightning lost last game is just because they you know they're still trying to find their identity without Stamkos and I think that yeah they know they need to play more physical they need to play you know they're basically a scrappy team now without one of their stars obviously they have Kucherov and they have Vasilevsky to help them out as the season wise to end. But, you know, I think what the Lightning need to do and what they've been doing a got good job lately is going to going to the garden in Boston, try and get an early goal, you know, kind of take the crowd out of it, play physical along the boards, kind of take take Martian and uh Pasternak out of the game, uh, and just pepper Tukarask with, with with uh shots on that because you know he's not gonna be able to glove all of them or smother all of them. So there's gonna be a ton of chances for for rebounds. And yeah, just do that. And I think that if they stick to that formula that they've, you know, because they did that in the Boston game the other night as well. But I think that, you know, just Boston is just a very good team. And like I previously just said that, you know, this team is still trying to figure out who they are without Steven Stamkos. So if they stick to this this formula that they have did in the Canadian game tonight as well in the Boston game and the Calgary game as well, I think that they will... And they just they just gotta limit the chances for some of uh, the guys on Boston. Um, you know, don't turn over the puck. Don't make too many uh, passes to where it'll lead to a turnover. Um, and you know, limit the break, the odd man rush chances. Because and if they do all of that, I think that they could come out of this game. Maybe like a I'm gonna say like it's gonna be a three two score Tampa. And that's that's hope that's wishful thinking. And hopefully they could you know if they stick to the game plan, I think they'll be fine. Now, as for the goaltending situation, obviously, you know, Vasilevsky is not the kind of goalie that, you know, needs to be sat every couple of nights. That's that's not him at all. Um, but here's the thing. Do you do you start to maybe give him a couple more nights off here and there every week as the season winds down? Just because, you know, you don't want to have him burnt out uh, come playoff time. So I'm going to be very curious to see how Coach Cooper kind of manages – the, the starts going forward. If maybe he's going to elect to give uh, Curtis McElhinney a little bit more starts, uh, a little more time between the pipes as the season winds to a halt. Because at the same time, you got to you're you're treading along the line of not trying to get him burnt out for the playoffs, but at the same time, you know, not have him sit on the on the on the bench for a lot of games just because you want him to stay, want him to stay warm and, you know, in game speed. So let's, we'll keep an eye on that going forward. 
So that's been it for the podcast today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening for this week. I really appreciate it. The show is doing really well thus far, and I want to continue to build the show. I want to continue to you know uh, talk, come to you guys every day. So please, if you know any Lightning fans that are uh, that are looking for a place to hear about the team every day, Monday through Friday, this is the place to be. So. Uh, yeah, and if you want to get in touch with the show, I want to do a mailbag one of these one of these uh, episodes, and I would love to hear from you guys. So uh, if you want to reach out to the show, and I would greatly appreciate it, uh, shoot us an email at lockedonlightning at gmail.com, or even send a tweet to us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning, um, or, and even tweet to me, and I'll, I'll talk about it on the show, and I'll tweet back at you. Uh, tweet at my personal account on Twitter at AP Danker. That's Danker D E N K E R on Twitter. And yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk lightning hockey and I can't wait to hear from you guys going forward. So tomorrow, I hope you guys have a great weekend as well. Just remember the lightning are in action at 7 PM in Boston. Hopefully they could, uh, you know, pick up a couple of points and, uh, now the margin, uh, behind Boston to maybe get, maybe sneak into the first place spot in the division. Before the season's over but like i said if they don't it's not the biggest it's not it's not the biggest thing in the world to worry about they have enough uh space behind them in the division where they don't have to worry about the the maple leaves creeping up on him on them as long as they can continue to play well uh they'll they'll be fine and yeah so things are going well for this team i'm super excited to see how they play in the down the stretch going forward i'll be back on monday to talk to you guys about the boston game and talk about next week's schedule and how you know how things might shape up as the season comes to a close. So have a good one, everybody. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and let's go Lightning. <laughs>